WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Francis and Tom Prince from West WNY Athletics, Frank Wolf and Francis Beck. And we're also joined by Ed Sierra of the Trench Trophy Committee. We are going to announce the finalists today. The reason I'm laughing is you listen to our, our, our intro and you hear uh, uh, our you know, wonderful sponsors and people wonder, why do you guys talk food so much on your show? Well, listen to the intro. That's That kind of gives you a reason why we do. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. morning. Morning, y'all. Yeah, morning, y'all. Thank you, Philip <laughs> Rogers. The mo- morning, y'all. Rogers probably scarfing down a garbage plate right about now. I think he's, he tried to send us something on the phone, but we can't quite make it out. Roger, if you're, if you're listening on the app, uh, send it again, or at least tell us what you sent. But I'm kind of guessing it's probably a picture of a garbage plate. Francis, you had one. You should have taken a picture of it. I, I and sent it to him. I, I did. But it was late at night, and I thought maybe that would be kind of mean. Like, you know, because he was the one who was telling me how to get it, and, you know. So what's your point? Well, he was the one who was talking about how (laughs) sad he was that he was telling me how to get one, and he wasn't. Frank would have sent it if it was (laughs) 2 in the morning. No mercy. (laughs) Of course not. Roger's probably sitting on the phone, though. That's probably what it is. Butt dialed. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rog. Butt tweet. <laughs> Doesn't he still have the flip up one? No, he's got the brick. <laughs> he's got the old brick that came out in the eighties. <laughs> that old thing. Oh man, lots to talk about, guys. We had uh, section six is rolling right now in football to advance and one to go today. Uh, we have a Monsignor Martin championship now. Waiting to find out who St. Francis is going to play from downstate and when the game will be. So we're, we're still looking at that. As I said, we are going to announce the Trench Trophy uh, finalists today. I have the list right here in my hand, and Ed's going to help us out with that. But first, before we do that, news and notes. Let's go with the coin flip. Tom Prince is elected to receive... No, oh, he's deferring. <laughs> no. So, well, first, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I'm not going to be at the stadium next week because we did find out that West Seneca East will be playing my alma mater. Actually, down at the dome, we'll be playing the Cornwall Dragons, who uh, is actually my alma mater. So, it's I am really disappointed. I am not going to be live there for that game and conflicted. Yes. <laughs> How did you wind up in Western New York? Um, long story, but uh, ultimately transferred in due to job is where I transferred in here. Um, about it's I think it's about thirteen years ago now, um, but it was a job that actually brought me here to Western New York. Oh wow! Well, we are grateful to have you. What uh, moronic I- company allowed you to walk out their door thirteen years ago? Who is the idiot <laughs> who dropped the ball running that place? Fire him! <laughs> well, that's our game. Hey, that's the way I look at it. Well, we're, as I said, great to have you here. You work for the that. Patriots, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a New Englander, New, New Yorker, what is it, Eastern New York, or exactly what were you from? Uh, well, Cornwall is actually downstate, which yeah. is about an hour north of New York City. It's right over the hill from West Point. So really? You, you may know Newburgh or Monroe. Those are some of the big towns that are right near it. So if you were to ever take, like, 
17 all the way down to the throughway, there's Harriman Exit or Monroe. Mm-hmm. That right there is one town away from Cornwall. Cornwall is also known as Cornwall on the Hudson. Um, so there's a couple names that it has to it too, but it is uh, literally right over the hill from two ni- uh, from from West Point. Okay, cool. Francis, you have anything for us, bud? Uh, no, I was at uh, field hockey last weekend, and unfortunately, Williamsville North made it to the final, but they fell four to one to Maine Endwell. Uh, fun fact: Maine en- Maine Endwell actually lost last year's state final. Does Maine game- Endwell like dominate in everything? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you, no matter what sport, you're going to hear about them. <laughs> it's so unfair. Oh, no doubt. I mean, well, I mean, every area's got them, right? It doesn't matter what the sport is. I mean, look at right even even here in Western Lancaster. New York. Do you hear Lancaster almost in every sport? Orchard Park almost right. in every sport. You know, Williamsville. <laughs> it just seems sport. like they don't have competition out there. It's like they're all by themselves. Well, it is a small. I mean, it isn't as big as Western New York is, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't draw from as many of the kids as what what we've got. But you've still got always those powerhouse schools everywhere. Sure. It doesn't matter where the section like is. Like CBA in the Syracuse area. Although they've been kind of quiet uh, in the, over the last few years, I believe. Yeah, they have been. You haven't seen them getting to say you, you hear them more probably from Cicero North Syracuse right. out that way. Uh, Jamesville DeWitt out that way Yeah, are, are two of the bigger schools that you probably hear from. Yeah. Um, but no, every area's got them. You right. Know, that 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 standout school or schools um, that you hear from constantly. I'm sorry, Francis, to interrupt you. That was rude of me. All right. The fun fact is, Maine Endwell actually lost in the state final last year when the game was played on their home field. Mm-hmm. So they got a little bit of a re- revenge last week. You ask him if he has news and notes. Immediately he says no. Then he goes into this five minute tangent of news and notes. <laughs> <laughs> And well, then they had considered a news and note, but it, it was worthy of mention. All right. Go ahead, Frank. I just wanted to wish a happy birthday to St. Francis head coach Jerry Smith, celebrating his, I think, 37th birthday earlier this week. I thought it was 28. I think he's been coaching for 28. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, a, he's a Western New York legend. I mean, St. Francis Great guy. is way out there, Athol Springs, so, you know, sometimes that school's forgotten about. And when you talk about Senior Martin, you... Canisius Joe's, Canisius Joe's, you often forget about St. Francis. They just well, it depends Canisius. on what time period you grew True. up in. True. I mean, you know, when I started this program, uh, St. Francis was uh, 17 years ago. St. Francis was pretty much uh, a front runner, yeah. and Canisius wasn't. So it was, you know, we talked a lot yeah. about Francis and had uh, Coach Smith in here so many times uh, with uh, championship teams. And uh, matter of fact, it's his fault that I wear a bucket hat for coaching. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. You're supposed. I'm. We're supposed to be a little unbiased, but Jerry's. He's one of my favorites. He's just a great he's guy. One of my favorites. Love talking football with him, and uh, never dodges. Yeah, I mean, he's always just, answers the phone on the first ring. He's a treasure for Monsignor Martin. Absolutely. You have anything else, Frank, or are we ready to uh, get into talking? No, Tom might have something else. We got WNY Athletics crew is out there in Union Endicott covering all the games, not just the Section Six Sixteens. We're doing all five. We got a nice partnership with uh, the uh, NFHS network. We're live streaming all five games this week, and we're doing all five games next week. We are also going to have an audio broadcast for at least the section six teams that are there: West Seneca East and uh, CSP. So if you can't, if you don't want to pay the nine ninety five a month to watch the live stream, you have the option to listen to it at least on uh, Mixer dot com slash WNY Athletics. Oh, cool. 
And that's what Roger's down in Binghamton right now. He's going to call in a little bit later after he finishes his garbage plate. Of course, <laughs> yes. he won't bring back one for uh, Is it ever too early for one of those things? I've never it's had one. Never I, too I, Honestly, I think I've mentioned that. I've never had one. I don't even... The way Roger describes it with fish in it, I, I get grossed out immediately. I, I, I wouldn't get it with the fish. He I prefer it with the, with fish the burger or the hot I dog. I didn't see that. Disgusting. I went to Bill, Gr- Bill Harvey's last... Well, or wait. No. Bill Gray's. Bill, Bill Gray's, Gray's, yeah. And Webster. They didn't have fish. Well, you got to take Frank and uh, and treat him one of these times. Yeah. Now that you're rolling in the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's still being paid with IOUs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly pay you today for a cheeseburger today or whatever. I don't know. All right. Ed Sierra. What? I'm sorry. I, I got a couple more things. So first, I'd like to recognize Tyler Coy from Canisius. He's a catcher who has just signed a D1 uh, or is committed to a D1 school. He's verbally committed to VCU out of Virginia, so it's our second VCU commit that we've actually gotten in the area. Um, also, out of Orchard Park, we had a soccer player, Jake Schaefer, um, just uh, sign his letter of intent to play at Yale for soccer. <laughs> um, and then yeah, also... Getting nice education, too, while you're at it. And then last, I'd like to give, uh, I know what's going on as we speak. Um, I got tagged into a couple of the uh, messages. Uh, but good luck to the Orchard Park Varsity swimmers and divers as the their state competition is happening right now in Ithaca. And uh, they're getting the chance to perform. I know it got delayed a little bit due to the weather. Um, but uh, right now we've got a big contingent from Orchard Park down there oh, cool. uh, for the swimmers and divers. Did they bring other ducks? That's the question. Well, thank God it's inside, so hopefully is I didn't need them. <laughs> See, we would compete, but they don't allow floaties in, you know, therefore that would disqualify <laughs> us, so we wouldn't be able to do that. And it's a, my understanding that was cross-country finals was uh, either canceled or... Federation. Federation. Yeah, they were canceled. Uh, the, sh- the course wasn't just good enough to run on, you know, with all the snow, and it's sure. been run on for so many months in the rain. And, you know, they decided to just cancel the event, unfortunately. They couldn't figure out a way to reschedule, just be too difficult. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Absolute bummer. Anything else, guys? No, let's get into it, man. All right, let's talk line play. You know, in football, the games are won and lost in the trenches, in my opinion. A great offensive line can make up for shortcomings at quarterback, running back, and anywhere else. If you have a great quarterback and have a poor offensive line, that great quarterback is not going to perform well. The offensive line is the key to football. So is the defensive line as far as putting pressure on the offense. And the Trench Trophy is here to award top linemen. Now, it doesn't have to be an offensive lineman. It could be a defensive lineman, if I'm not mistaken. But the rule is hand on the ground. Would that be correct, Ed? That's correct. Uh, that's the uh, the prototype, I guess, that we look for is uh, uh, a two-way guy that, that sticks his hand in the dirt in each and every play. Um, more and more, though, uh, as line play is developing, uh, the hand on the ground uh, isn't quite as prevalent anymore. We got no, a lot, lot, lot more two-point, two especially if you're in pass, and, uh, you're keeping your forearms on your thighs rather than... And, and I heard a great argument... Uh, for it, and that is keeping your head up, which is a safety uh, feature in reducing concussions. That's correct. And a couple of years ago, um, in conjunction, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Jim McNally, uh, 
That's um, where I learned it from. Yeah, we, <laughs> we ran a, a little program at the Elks there. Um, I watched the video of it. In fact, uh, because of that video, uh, I teamed up with Ray Turpin of Niagara Erie Youth Sports Association, also known as NASA, and we brought in Coach McNally based mm-hmm. on the video that we saw that he uh, did for you guys. at uh, It was at the Elks, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, I mean, his knowledge of line play is it's off the charts. Oh, it's, he's the he's the guru. The I mean, stuff that he was demonstrating to show us blew my mind away compared to the line play that I was teaching in the nineties. It's right. just so yeah, much it's, different. It's really changed, and you know, it, for the better. Yes, I, and again, yeah. where safety is, right. uh, where you know, he he teaches techniques to to keep the head out. Right, and uh, it's it's uh, so soon we're going to say that the, the hand in the <clears> dirt <throat> is no longer going to be. Yeah, on the offensive side. Yeah, on the offensive side. Yeah, on defense, you still, still put your hand down. Yeah, but uh, you know, more on the outside, they're standing up to the defensive ends, uh, which they have for a long time. The anyway. tackles are too. I yeah. mean, I, you know, like you like know. I said, I hate to use Zachary as an example, but you know, my son was a D tackle for years, and they had him standing up. Uh, yeah, in the two interior spots. And where you're now, you're seeing what's disappeared is the four point stance. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like a you know, that's a relic. <laughs> That's no? throwback football. <laughs> uh, I laugh at that. You know, it's just uh, uh, people, a lot of people ask us about our, our process and, and the, you know, there are a lot of arguments that take place and, you know, what really happens in there. And, you know, we've had some, some arguments in the past and, you know, there's a, you know, an infamous uh, headbutting thing. But uh, now Car- <laughs> Carl's got it all squared away now. He, he's an old coach, you know, so when anytime there's a disagreement, out back, we still got a little two by twelve plank, and he puts a coach's <laughs> coach's whistle on, and we go out back there, and a couple of hits and a couple of whistle blows, we you know everything's settled. We go back in. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, but anytime you a couple have of the old timers still use the four point stance <laughs> and the leather helmets. <laughs> what you what you guys do though, um, you're going to have that. Everyone's got an opinion, and at the same time, it's it's a commitment by all you guys. You, that are on the committee, you're very passionate about what you do, so you ex- expect nothing less. Those guys are extremely passionate, just like the Connolly Cup guys. Exactly. You know, well, and none, it's a thankless job. At the end of the day, this list you're going to announce, you know, feelings are going to get hurt. No question about it. It's yeah. so tough to do, and it's so easy to throw darts. It's so easy to criticize you guys or the Connolly Cup members. But what people don't understand is these guys sit in the pouring rain, in the snow, in the cold. For six, seven months of the year, yep. they're mm-hmm. giving back to their communities and recognizing these kids as many as they can. And at the end of the day, they have to get the list down to a select number of players in order to induct. And it's the best of the best. Not everyone's going to get recognized. Right. But you, you give it the we old college try. Best. I mean, yeah. it, you know, the, it, it's not perfect, um, but we do... Uh, well, let's look at the criteria. What you know? What goes into deciding? Um, first of all, for the weekly inductees and for the ten finalists, what do you guys? Well, how it all kind of it starts. It really starts back in, like in August. Um, Carl gets us together for a meeting, um, and you know it, it always reminds me. I, I I like to bring it up. I hate to bring it up, but this is where Daryl Gustavel used to come in. Oh, I, miss it. I, I mean, was... he was so organized. That guy would have lists and. You know, he'd have charts, and everything would be broken down by 
division. Oh, he league. knew the players yeah. when they were playing Little League. Yeah. Yo, this guy, he was at Lackawanna <laughs> Little Loop, and I saw him at eight years old. And yeah, yeah Daryl you know, had it together, yeah, it a.k.a. Would start with Milt. That, you know. Miss him so much. Yeah, really do. And uh, But he, you know, and we still we provide a list these days of, of like, last year's underclassmen that would be coming up and who we do. Uh, to focus on so we we kind of start with that and uh, uh every year we get a few new guys on the committee um so we introduce and things around and we have a a lot of long-standing guys that have been been together a long time and uh this year we actually had we had 58 individual guys see a game for us in that's person. a lot it's huge and, now uh, most of the are most of the committee member former linemen or they're, uh, well, they're really involved versed in football in line- at some point oh. yeah you know there are Former linemen, there's uh, former coaches, there's former players all across the board. In other uh, words, they know technique when they see it. That's my uh, point. Correct. And, okay. and, and kind of like, like what Frank says, you know, they all want to give back to the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, the the respect that, that's in the room for each other is really, it, it's it's something good to see. You get a little charged up when you, you know, you, you come to some of our meetings and it's uh it's a nice thing. And, and there are some differences of opinions, but because of that respect, it doesn't get like the old days, doesn't get as physical. Guys have learned each other and learned what what they like and well, what well, other people like. No, well, no. you guys learned to to meet not on a Friday night at two in the morning after you guys have been out all night or Saturday night. <laughs> oh, we used to the old days. We did. You, know, you, yeah. you, you learn from that. Oh, yeah, that. Now we're a little too old for that. We meet exactly. on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Perfect. Some guys are just coming out of church. They've been blessed. There, there's a good solid every every Sunday morning. Everybody on the committee's in, invited, and typically we get maybe twelve to eighteen guys every Sunday morning meet at the Elks and. Uh, what happens is, and we'll get into the criteria, but uh, all the reports come in. They, they can come in via email, our website, calls, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and Carl puts together a newsletter, a weekly newsletter to all the committee that keeps everybody informed. So everybody gets together, and, and we have to decide on our weekly nominees. So it's typically at least six. Sometimes we, we go into seven. So there's discussions about that. It usually takes an hour, hour and a half. Uh, and there's usually a good core of, of 10, 12 guys that are there week in, week out. And, you know, uh, people come for this week, next week. So All right. We'll, do a, we'll take a break. And when we come back, keep going through. We'll go through more of the criteria. And then we'll get into our names and talk about offensive line, a little bit more of offensive line play like we just discussed. And, and the changes. And it's it's a uh, position that's constantly evolving and it's evolving for the good as as we mentioned before safety first and that is so important so we'll have that and more when we come back you're listening to inside high school sports on wgr sports radio 550 We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri here, along with Ed Shearer of the Trench Trophy Committee, and the guys from WNY Athletics, Frank Francis and Tom. Maybe Roger will call in a little bit later, report on that garbage plate that he's working on. (laughs) We're talking offensive line play, and folks, we haven't stopped since we took the break. It's been nonstop going, and we're just sitting here going back and forth with Ed about offensive line play. You pancake Francis twice during the break. (laughs) <laughs> brought me back to my playing days. He, he hit the floor hard. Playing days, he says. <laughs> Tom was saying, "Let me demonstrate." <laughs> All 
Let's go back in. Guy, folks, if you only knew. <laughs> Let's get back into talking uh, criteria and uh, before we get to our, our names because, I mean, this stuff is so good, so fascinating. Well, we were talking, you know, technique falls a lot into it, and, you know, we were just talking about kids. You can see uh, almost immediately as you're watching, particularly the line, um, someone that's been well-schooled with technique and, and able to, to use the leverage and his proper footwork. It, it's really become amazing. You know how much now I watch that. Even even at, when I'm watching the Bills game, it, it's really sad. Carl's really ruined it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think LaShawn McCoy's pretty good, but I, I really don't see him run too much. <laughs> well, McNally's the one that ruined it for me. Now I, you know, the, every time I watch a game, it's I'm looking for that yeah, technique it's, it's really and something. everything that he broke down. So thanks, Mouse. Really appreciate that. But, but it's the guys on our committee that that actually they teach each other, like the coaches, you know, like. Chuck Revere and Chuck Uber, and, and you know, the, these guys are just amazing. You know, if you watch some film with them or something, what they see that, you know, normal people don't, you know, most people watch the ball. And uh, I need to sit down with these guys it, and it's watch. Really, it's a, it's a line plays, it's a great game. You know, and it, as I it, said, that's really where the game a, is won and lost. You know, with the technique and the leverages and the footwork that the guys use and, and their intensity, you know, playing to the whistle. We talked about, you know, guys that take a playoff. You know, we, you know, it's a mark against you if you take a playoff. You young linemen that are out there, you know, you can't be lazy on the football field. And we were talking during the break, and I mentioned the things that I'm looking for. I'm looking for foot movement. How well do they go side to side? How well they're able to stay with that pass rush? I'm looking. Are they able to get leverage underneath the pads? Defensively, I'm looking at how well they can uh, use a rip move or a swim move. How well they bull rush? How low can they get? And and to me, and I brought this up during the break it's so difficult to teach getting low yes that, that is one of the biggest things and it, it it's amazing though you know as you're talking about you know these the technique and the moves you know that's really evolved a lot in western new york over the past 10 15 yeah it's a lot years. different you're not putting your yeah. your hands in grabbing your shirt and blocking with your and, forearms and, and, and actually you're teaching the linemen stuff you know the coaches are teaching it and you know i i played in the 70s and i I played on the line. No, no one taught us anything. They said just you had to keep your hands in and yeah, that was know, it. Have fun. <laughs> you know, you know it was more Bash of your a, head. you know a big power game back then. You know, if you were bigger and stronger than the next guy, you won. But yeah. you know now you see guys that are smaller, but they're able to use their technique and and the skills, their footwork, and and they can move the big guys right out of the way. It's like. I try to teach the kids all the time. It doesn't matter size. If you're able to get leverage, get your hands underneath the pads, you can be effective. That's that's exactly correct, and and we're seeing it more and more, and and the skill level of the linemen today to even 10 years ago is just unbelievable. Then you put in the fact that you've got guys that are 300-plus pounds, and they are able, and they are uh, agile on their feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, the ama- that's that's the the, the ticket you know, right there. Yeah, three hundred pound guys in, in my day were big and sloppy and you know, couldn't move. Yeah, you'd run right around them. Now it, it's just amazing that you know they're like gazelles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's really and, it's, it's and nice as to you watch. S- said, you cannot take plays off, and that's so important. And, and you get hurt if you take a play off. Tom. Yeah, I know. I see. We got it. We'll get to him later. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really, you know, it's changed. And, and with uh, Coach McNally preaching, keeping the head out, you know, it's, it's 
it's good for kids these days, and we're uh, especially the safety aspect. I can't uh, emphasize that enough. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. you can look at from the, and I know we stopped this, and we made this point earlier, right? When the when when we get to the stadium, voting in essence stops for any of the players, right? And the same yeah. thing as the Conley Cup, right? But you can look at if we look at the stadium, we look at what happened last week uh, at Clarence. Now you're looking at the weather again this week. We've had three weeks of really bad weather. And to <clears throat> when bad weather comes, normally you've got to go to the ground and you've got to run the ball. The only way you're going to do that is to have the strongest offensive lines that you can possibly out there. And then look at the reason why Cleve Hill is advanced, right? Mm-hmm. With with 300-yard games from Aaron Weller. That was because of the offensive line that was set up that. Bingo. What West Seneca East has done, and that line both ways, has been unbelievable to give the holes for for, for Sean Dolak. And I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you how good the is, line is. And he absolutely is, right? And then the same exact thing for CSP. Uh, from when I covered them all the way at the Depew game all the way till now, that is a scrappy offensive line that is very good with technique that will make it very, very hard for you to get access to their quarterback. But each one of these teams that we're seeing that are advancing right now from Western New York, it's been the line play that has set up their superstars. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. And it, 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 the proof's in the pudding. You know, you just look at all the teams that, that have been successful. It, it's, uh, you know... A lot of people say, well, you know, the trench trophy only picks teams, you know, kids from winning teams. But, well, there's a reason for that. Because they're line play. Exactly. There really is. And, uh, um, you know, we've seen, you know, the first week this year, you know, we saw 51 schools in the first week personally. You know, and we like to see every school, you know, at least once. Most of them we see two, three, four times. And, uh, you know, the, the better the line play, like you say, you know, the further the, the schools seem to go. All right, let's get into our finalist. Uh, a lot of people are ready. They got the pens in their hand. And uh, so I, I was going to try, you know, I, I listened to the show last week with uh, with Dennis having it in certain order. I, I, was, I wanted to maybe put it in alphabetical order by school or something goofy like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put it in, in regular alphabetical order. Um, so our, our first finalist uh, from Star Point is Jake Argo. Um, second finalist from Randolph-Frewsburg, Andrew Bernard. From Cardinal O'Hara High School, Stephen Boyd, Jr. Uh, Stephen, incidentally, was one of our junior um, underclassmen linemen of the year last year. Uh, from South Park, Greg Braswell. Uh, St. Joe's has uh, Tyler Doty. And that was tough on his own team there. You know, Tyler had to fight off guys from his own team. They had, St. Joe's had one of the better all-around lines in Western New York. They certainly did. Uh, from Lancaster, uh, David Gassa, a uh, good two-way guy. Uh, West Seneca East, Nick Ham. Uh, Jihad Loins from Bennett High School. George Newcomb from West Seneca West. Joe Powers from Lewiston Porter, who also was one of our underclassmen linemen of the year last year. Uh, Trevor Smith from Pioneer. Jordan Smouse from uh, CSP, Climber Sherman in Panama. Josh Walter from Williamsville North. And uh, Jeremiah Wilkes from Grand Island. 
That rounds out our list this year. Only one player from a team with a losing record. That's amazing. And we again, only look at winners. <laughs> yeah, you only look at winners. You're right. Um, that's a pretty Lewis impressive Porter, list. Right? Yeah. Lewis and Porter Joe, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and we've all talked about, though, Joe deserves to be there. I mean, his technique could be one of the best in, in Western New York. And, and you saw there's a reason why they ran behind him most of oh, the yeah. year. Yeah, I saw them uh, against uh, Lakeshore, and they went to that side almost exclusively. Right, and Joe was your other underclassman in uh, right, last Joe year, right? And, Joe yeah. and Stephen Boyd, yeah. yeah. Um, no, the, uh, you know, we're struggling to sit here and look at this list. I mean, this is, a, this is a solid list. I do like the fact that you've expanded it, um, which I think has cut a little bit of uh, where's this name, where's this name out, because obviously it seemed to be always 10 is that magic number. Right. And I know you've talked a little bit about uh, this specialty position, kind of what um, – what we saw from Lancaster last year um, as somebody yeah. who could play the line and then also play quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's been a, a big struggle. You know, like, like I said, a prototype is a, you know, a two-way lineman, but more and more uh, you're seeing a guy that might excel on the offensive line as a guard, tackle, center, whatever, but on defense he's playing a, a linebacker position or or some type of hybrid-type position. And, Shows uh, he can move. Right, <laughs> yeah. and, you know... The unfortunate thing is, you know, we used to punish those type of guys, but now we, we, we created a, a position or award called the Pitbull Award, um, which kind of recognizes those guys. And, and that we, we created that about 10 years ago, but about three or four years ago, we upgraded it to be in our uh, Hall of Fame, actually. So they're eligible for the, the big award as well. And, uh, you know, we're recognizing that type of stuff, and we're getting more and more players because of that. And when are you going to announce the winner? Uh, at our banquet, which is, uh, oh, my goodness, December <laughs> fifth. December 5th, 6th, 7th. I think it's the 5th. Yeah. Same yeah, right as my in, wife's in birthday. There. That's why I jumped out. Um, yeah, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's usually in between the uh, the Connolly Cup and, uh, and uh, Dick Gallagher's banquet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll announce it there. Uh, the finalists now, they should all expect through their schools to receive a packet from us. Um, they'll probably go out in the mail. Uh, they may even be going out today. Okay. Um, so they should receive a packet, which explains what they need to do. Um, we have our banquet. Um, and they'll be invited there and show up there. And we have usually it's a, it's a packed house at the Elks. There's a, you know two twenty, two hundred forty people. We get in there and uh, we'll announce the winner that night. And uh, it comes with a with a little monetary scholarship as well. Cool. That's awesome. Ed, I can't thank you uh, enough for uh, stopping in and, uh, and talking Trench Trophy. Offensive line play, very important and dear to my heart, at least. I love uh, watching it and, you know, seeing who the good ones are and, and whatnot. Uh, you're going to stick around now because we're going to get into talking about last night's games and today's games. And before... We do. Sorry, Frank, to reach across in front of you. Is this an angry parent? Yeah, this is definitely an angry... No, it's just an angry <laughs> Roger because we're interrupting him in the middle of a garbage plate or something. Morning, Raj. Morning, y'all. Oh, man, that just blew my eardrums out. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? I just called to talk about last night. I don't know. Uh, especially the second game kind of late. I don't even know if Miguel could have gotten it right up in time to make the morning paper, but... uh yeah, two for two, going for three for three in about a half hour or so. 
Can you tell us what the uh, weather is like? Uh, nippy. Uh, fortunately, I was up in the press box. Uh, I got foot warmers uh, so I can go down on the field. Uh, they did more snow, I think, than we did. Really? Uh, so obviously, Roger's saying that uh, they got some snow, at least more than, than we did here in western New York. I, that comes into play. I mean, you're talking footing here now. Although they plowed it away last night, didn't they? They did a nice job of clearing the field up. You wouldn't have known, uh, you know, they did have the bleachers. They say there's all around the field, but, uh, field, the, uh, extra point kicks and that. They had a ball there up on the mountain of snow waiting to catch the ball. But, uh, yeah, wild ending in that, uh, West Seneca East game last night. Uh, they were up 44 to 36 late. Indian River goes down the field, and it's getting down to about the two-minute mark, and then all of a sudden they use their second timeout, which I didn't understand, and then they uh, score a touchdown to be down two. They actually use their final timeout for the, uh, to talk over the two-point conversion, miss the two-point conversion, almost recover an onside kick. But West Seneca East did recover. Now you got maybe one first down necessary, and it's game over. Well, uh, they didn't take knees. Uh, Dolak gains about three on first down. Then on second down, he takes it to the house. And it's, you're talking maybe 50 yards. And believe it or not, he, uh, it was a bad move on his part. He probably should have stopped at the one-yard line. Oh, yeah. If he stops at the one-yard line, it's game over. He scores a touchdown. They go up eight. They kick. They go to kick the extra point to make it a two-possession game. They miss. So now it's still a one-possession game with one minute left. Uh, and then the uh, subsequent kickoff, they, uh, they didn't kick it onside, but they didn't kick it deep. It was a tweener near the sideline. The West Seneca West player actually beat the uh, Indian River player to the ball. Then it was game over. You mean West Seneca East player? Yes. Well, no, the West Seneca East player beat the Indian River player to the ball on the kickoff. All right, I was just busting your chops, Raj. I thought you said West. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I did. Anyway, uh, like I say, uh, and uh, I tell you what, if if Sean Dolak is not player of the year, well, then this should be the last year of the award. <laughs> or there should be an investigation, as you always say, Mr. Weiss. You know, I, another person that I think has stepped up over the last couple of weeks, and Dick, if you're listening, this is one of your unsung hero awards. Zach Arnone has got to be considered for some sort of recognition. That kid has put up some great, great um, st- not so much statistics, but great job on – at the stadium, coming from behind, knocking out the ball to be able to end um, to end uh, West Seneca West's uh, drive down the field, right? He's done the big pass play that went from him to Dolak, the one where he interviewed and said, I'm throwing it to my brother, I got it, my brother, you guys, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, now you're seeing again uh, offensive and defensive plays in this game Tony, unsung hero right there. You know, I, I I was watching it from home. Someone was Frank and Roger was there. I thought Zach Arnone was the hero last night. He was the kid who, who caught the two-point conversion winning uh, catch. And then he broke up the play 
um, when uh, that when Indian River scored, he broke up the two point conversion to seal it. I thought Coach Marino was going to choke that official like four different times. <laughs> Yikes! I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, what it about was the other close. coach? <laughs> Marino, though, towards the end of the first half, and it wasn't necessarily. I didn't think it was the worst officiating game, but his team just kept on taking one bad holding call after another, and I, and he was was it the fake punt? Were yeah, that's called? right. The fake that's punt. That's yeah, they converted. I thought Marino was going to go Bobby Knight on that official. He was that close. <laughs> I Kudos to of, his assistants for settling him down. <laughs> I can relate, Coach. I can relate. All right, guys, let's take a, a, a break. Let me see. Yep, put Roger on pause. We will be back with more. Finish this up in the last segment, talking about the games and uh, where we are. Such an exciting time of the year. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. You've got Sabres and Minnesota Sabres are on fire. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. We're talking about the playoffs going on right now. Crunch time for Section 6. We have two moving on to the championship next week at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. Uh, let's see. We had Climber Sherman, Panama. They beat Tioga 54-19 to and West Seneca East beating Indian River 50-42. to One, are you guys surprised this many points scored? Uh, when we're talking this deep into the playoffs. Crazy amount of points yesterday for both West Seneca East, a team, you know, outside of Dolak, you know, how are they scoring? In time, you mentioned the players' name are known. They're finding new ways to score. And it comes down also, Coach Marino's doing such a fabulous job. And then again, you open up the show with it, to play in the trenches. That West Seneca East line had their way with... Uh, Indian River yesterday for a lot of that game. And how many times did they turn the ball over? Three, four times they turned that ball over? Yeah, there was And still managed yeah. to score that many points. Yeah. Yeah. That's Indian remarkable. River turned the ball over four times. Oh, okay. Yeah, Indian River, the opening uh, second half, yep. uh, their first And that possession. led to the uh, West Seneca East tying the game. Camp Pichori picked it up. So I'm not, sur- I'm, I'm not surprised that West Seneca East is winning. None of us should be surprised that they're, have, that they're having success right now. Given their body work all season, we've seen them beat Star Point, Grand Island, South Park, West Seneca West. You know, last week, Arondequoy. If they don't have your attention now, when the hell are you going to give it to them? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm oh. saying? <laughs> and then they CSP, <laughs> they, are, they are miles ahead of the next best team in D. Well, well their number two team, is, uh, Tioga, was, was ranked number two. Well, before no, that, it was, it was Alexander. Alexander was ranked number two. Uh, well, you remember at the beginning of the year, and, and, and I think it was Roger and Dick Gallagher both said, more than likely we're going to get a state championship out of Class D. Yeah. And it, it just, I mean, you know, Ed, you can jump in on this too. It seems like Class D, as far as coming from Section Six, dominates the state. Oh, for Why years, is that? For years, I don't know. You know, we had Randolph down there and Maple Grove, right? And, you know, we just we got a lot of good coaches champion. that have been down in D. The Kurt Fishers, and that's the other thing. Yeah. I have so many people sleeping on Southern Tier football. It seems like they don't get the respect that they deserve. If you don't know who Cam Barmore is by now, shame on you. Shame on you. This kid might be one of, I mean, he might be one of the top receivers in Western New York next year. And your early preseason polls, polls when you're talking about players that really have a lot of talent and, 
and can play the game. Cam Barmore, what he did yesterday against that team, and Garrett Hinsdale's a, a great young quarterback, but Cam Barmore, Derek Eklund setting up that pass with his uh, running ability. Was Barmore not lights out yesterday? 200 I mean, yards sets another school record for passing And he made some highlight reel yeah. catches as well. Big, big, tough receiver. Your prototypical type receiver that you're looking for. And he you, was big at the stadium too. He was. He's yep. he's having three or four excellent weeks back to back to back. And Tom, look at no where surprise. we are right now from a coaching standpoint. The unfamiliarity you have with your opponents. Yeah, you could go in, on huddle and, and watch some highlights. Uh, though, but though, you, though you, we hear West Seneca had a problem with that. Oh, really? They reached out and were not able to get. Uh, well, Tioga wasn't giving CSP yes. any film either. Yeah, refusing to give him film. What's wrong with you coaches? It's high school football. Yeah. Well, we got to have an edge. You know what? Share the damn film. So, so your edge went real well. Right? Yeah, how so did that work? Your edge went you. real well. I had right? absolutely no problem with CSP. If they were, they weren't running it up, they just happened to score every time they touched the ball. No problem with that whatsoever. Yep. To- to- totally. That's agree. what you get. And I guess now what 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 West Seneca will see when they get the chance to see Cornwall. Cornwall has actually got a freshman quarterback they're doing this with. Whoa. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that's um, good news for the rest of that area for the you, next you know, three years. Yeah, so I, absolutely. So they're doing this with a freshman quarterback. Uh, be prepared. I mean, this is going to be a battle. Every time we get the chance to see somebody come from that downstate area, that Section 9 area and below down to the city, we see speed. We see a lot of things yes. that we haven't seen before. Okay, Mr. Cornwall, now living in western New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple of minutes left in the show. How about a great non-answer? Do you, uh, who are you pulling for next week, Mr. Prince? You know, listen, I know the kids on West Seneca. I've coached a couple of the kids on West Seneca. Um, I'll definitely be pulling for West Seneca on this one. Um, I definitely, I, and I think that... Uh, that Sean Dolak, what he has done this year has been absolutely amazing, and I want him to see what a family. Through. What a family! You want to see that? Fa- I mean, can you imagine that household today, this whole week, what it's going to be like for that family? Everything they've been through, it's just it brings tears to your eyes. Yeah, it, it really you know, does. Warms your heart, and you got to be pulling for deserving Dolak family. family. West and it's you know what, like you said, Arnone, Ham, all these other kids on West East have really. Really played well. Dolak is having a season to remember, but there's been a lot of new guys that you've seen the last few weeks finally getting the attention they deserve, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we yeah. call. Jerry Boyce stepping down as football coach at Buffalo State, finishes 25 years coaching the Bengals, 138 and 116 overall record. Offensive coordinator Christian Ozales will take over in the interim. Well, that's going to do it for us. And obviously, best of luck to uh, Cleve Hill today. Uh, they're kicking off in about five minutes, so hopefully they can pull it off in Class C and move on to Syracuse next week. And uh, good luck to West Seneca East and to uh, Climber Sherman Panama. We'll be talking about those games next week. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. Thanks to Ed Sierra, the Trench Trophy Committee, for stopping by to give us our finalist. And thanks to our guys here for coming in. And on behalf of everybody here at Inside High School Sports, we would like to. Uh, Wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week.